0: I'm always struck by that line in the song that says, I've nothing else fit for a king. So I lift up my hands and give him praise. The amazing thing is he's not asking for anything else, that we, but that we praise him, not just with our voice, but with our life. That's really what we're looking at, what we looked at last week, and we're looking at again this week, that it's time to live generously, and we're going to park in the same passage of Scripture this morning, the New Testament, the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 6 through 15. And last week, I, I said that I wanted to make sure you understood the context and some of the words in here before we really looked at the Scripture, such as the word Generous or generously. That 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 word means free-flowing, that it just continues. That it's also expansive, that it doesn't just keep going, but it keeps expanding. Generous. God's generosity to us. It's really the theme of what our youth have been going through down in Tampa at NYC. That's why it's called overflow. The overflow of everything God has provided for us in salvation and holiness, in His Spirit and His presence and His grace, just overflowing. And it also talks about being abundantly or bountifully. And that word bountifully comes with the understanding that you add to it blessing. That it is bountiful. God's generosity to us is bountiful and it is with blessing attached. And that's how we're to be. As we live generously that we are generous in bountiful ways. And that we always attach a blessing because if we're being generous because of who God is, then there has to be a blessing. Generosity, to live generously. What a concept! What a way to make a difference and a change in our own hearts, our own lives, our worship, our church, our homes, our marriages, our parenting, our friendships, our work, our community, and our world. To be generous with our lives. And last week we looked at the word pray as kind of our outline and who said that to live generously means to prepare to be generous. It doesn't happen by accident. We are rarely, if ever, accidentally generous. Because generosity is not just about an amount or an amount of time. It is about a heart, a mindset. We have to prepare for it. And the, word, the letter R is about receiving generosity. We have to learn how to receive it if we're going to give it. Receiving it first from the Lord in all that he's provided. And from others. We also, the letter A, need to make sure that we act generous. That we don't just say or sing Generous. But that we act generous, that we are doing the action of being generous, generous with our praise toward others, our prayer for others, our grace to others, generous with our resources, our our money, our time, our talents, generous with our witness, sharing who Jesus is in Big and specific ways and in general ways. Anything that just keeps pointing people toward Jesus. Generous with our service and so much more. And then that last letter, the letter Y. That we remember and learn to yield to the opportunities to be generous. And that won't happen if you're not looking and listening. Because we generally find what we look and listen for. If we're thinking things are negative, we will look and listen for negative things. And I guarantee you'll find them. But if we're looking to be generous, we'll find opportunities. As well as we will look and see others who are being generous as well. Now the scripture in 2 Corinthians chapter 9 I'm reading again from the English Standard Version. And it says, The point is this. Whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. Whoever sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Each one must give as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. Do you remember the literal translation instead of cheerful means hilarious. God loves a hilarious, happy, overjoyed, and cheerful giver. I didn't hear any of you doing that when we passed the plates earlier. Verse 8, and God is able to make all grace abound to you, so that having all sufficiency... In all things, at all times, you may abound in every good work, as it is written. He has distributed freely. He has given to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. He who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in every way, to be generous in every way, which through us will produce thanksgiving, gratitude to God. For the ministry of this service is not only supplying the needs of the saints, but it is also overflowing in many thanksgivings to God. By their approval of this service, they will glorify God because of your submission that comes from your confession of the gospel of Christ and the generosity of your contribution for them and for all others while they long for you and pray for you because of the surpassing grace of God upon you. Thanks be to God for his inexpressible gift. Now, what's interesting is all of this, comes from the example of God our Father and Christ his Son, our Savior. His generosity in love, grace, salvation, forgiveness to us. And his generosity is not dependent upon our status. Now, this morning, when I left the house about 5.30, this shirt was clean it's not now because i ate a little breakfast in my office after i'd been in here praying and preparing and as occasionally happens i evidently spilled something didn't notice it for quite a while and then i thought no problem so i i go into the sink and wet a cloth and wipe it off and then i'm got a big wet spot so I waited for that to dry and thought I was good until just before the service started. And I happened to look in the mirror and went, there it is. It's still there. I didn't have time to run home and change. And I, I didn't want everybody to leave, so I didn't take my shirt off. And, uh, you know, we, I came in wearing the stain and I thought, well, what a great example Of how to eat sloppy. No. Because I started processing this. That God. Loves me just as much with the stain on my shirt as he did when I pulled it out of the closet and it was clean. He loves me just as much on the days I spill and the days I don't. And there's more of one than the other. And he loves you just like you are, right where you are. And he also loves us so much. He gives what we need so we don't have to stay as we are, no matter how we are. That's the overflow of his grace. To live generously is to live like God. To live generously toward others, no matter who they are or where they've come from. No matter where they are or what their past or present looks like. But to love them generously so that their lives may be changed by the generosity of God coming through us and overflowing into them. That's the whole purpose of these two Sundays on this topic. To learn to live generously in everything, in all ways, on all days. So generosity is about joy. sometimes we have a tendency to think that being generous, whether it's with our time, our money, our stuff, You know, whatever it might be, all the things we've been listing the last two weeks, that being generous is draining, but the opposite is true. The more generous you are, the more joyful you will be. In fact, if you're feeling down, one of the best ways to begin to turn that feeling around is do something for someone else. Because it takes the focus off of you and whatever you're dealing with and puts the focus on someone else. It also has you do something consciously. You are acting out God's love. So generosity produces joy. It's about joy and it produces joy. And the more joyful I am, generally the more generous I am as well. There's no way to separate this cycle. Generosity is about joy and generosity produces joy which gives me more joy, which makes me more generous. See, generosity produces joy in you and in those you invest in. See, too often we think of generosity as us giving something, usually begrudgingly somewhat, or we're squeezing it really hard, our time or our words, our praise, our encouragement or our money we're really to give it just freely and openly we see generosity is an investment you're not losing anything when you're generous to god to others instead you're investing in others for the kingdom some of you brought things that are Youth took down to NYC for what they called the Bring With Project. And they passed those things out to people in need all over the Tampa area. They, you and others were so generous, it filled six trucks. I don't mean pickup trucks. I mean big, you know, hauling trucks. Six of them. And Pastor Daylon said, thanks for your generosity and for the workout. Because the day they had to take stuff over to the facility... The elevator was full and he had to carry everything that you had given to our youth down 12 flights of stairs. Now, my next question to him and instruction in trying to train him is, where were the teens? (laughs) But he's young and he can handle it. But it's a generosity. And generosity produces joy. There is a return on your investment that is eternal and priceless to look at those you've invested in and see changed lives. I was thinking through this this morning with a text I got from a pastor who now we're friends. At one point, I was more of a mentor and he was a young guy still in college when we met. He was, I wasn't. I got that text and I thought about the church he's pastoring in. It's the church he started as the founding pastor. I man, Lord, nothing was wasted in all the time that I spent in and with him. Instead, it was invested and it's now been multiplied. The same thing is true for every dollar you give. It goes out to impact children that are right down below us being taught the word of God right now. And those teens that will meet tonight and those that are in Tampa. You've invested in their lives and their eternal souls. And that should produce joy. Secondly, generosity is about thanksgiving. I absolutely love the song we sang right before the message. It's a powerful song about gratitude. You see, generosity is about thanksgiving, which is about showing gratitude for all God has done. If you praised him every hour of every day from now till the time you went to meet Jesus, you couldn't get in enough praise for all he's already done for you. Generosity produces thanksgiving And it's showing gratitude for all God has done. And it produces gratitude in others as well. It's contagious. Negativity is contagious. And so is generosity. So is positivity. People are impacted by that when they see others being generous. How are people being influenced or impacted As they watch your life. Is it spurring them to be generous? Or guarded? Is it spurring them to be full of gratitude? Or closed? It's time to live generously. Enjoy with thanksgiving. And generosity, thirdly, is about returning what God has already supplied it's about returning you see it's already his we mistakenly think it's ours we think when we give like an offering or we give time or we give of our stuff or and service to others that we are giving we're losing something we're giving up something i got news for you it was never yours in the first place it was already god's He's given it to you to handle for a while. What you have is not yours, it's God's. And amazingly, He trusts you and I with it. Now think through that for a moment. Would you trust Him with the lives of your kids? Would you trust the people around you? Don't point. When our kids were still at home, every time we felt the Lord might be leading us into a different ministry position, one of our non-negotiables was what's available for our kids at this new place. Who's going to be investing in them besides us? Because we knew there had to be more than just us. So we wanted to know what's happening, what's their willingness to invest in kids and then teens. See, we've been called to steward, is the word, what God has given. We call it stewardship in the church. And we probably need to come up with a better word now because in our, in our language, and our culture, we just don't use that word. But it really comes from managing a household. So someone who was a steward was someone who was over all the affairs of a, of a household. Everything about it. The money, the stuff, the time, the people. But the steward of the house was not the owner of the house. He or she was the person designated and tasked to watch over it. To see that it was used well, taken care of. But it was not for their use. It was for the owner of the home. It's kind of like if you took your money to the bank, put it in the bank, you trusting that they're caring for it and hoping there's even a little interest, and lately it's been a little, and that when you need it or want it, that you can go and, get it back, and it will be there, available, right? Because if it's not, you're going to report them. If it's not, the bank will collapse. We've seen that. Now, picture this. Everything you have, God gave to you for you to steward for his purpose, So when God seeks it, nudges you, spend some time with this person, listen to this person, be praying for this person, serve in this position, give this amount. It's him telling you what to do with what's already his. And when you say no to those things, you're telling God, I'm going to keep your stuff as if it's mine. Now, if a bank did that to you and your stuff, you'd report them. Imagine God who's given you life, grace, salvation, and so much more. How that is in a relationship when he says, Dennis... Spend a little of that time over here. Do a little of that over here. Give that over here. And I go, no, I think I'm going to keep it. Living generously is understanding that everything we have has been supplied by God and it is his. It also, in my opinion, makes it easier to give my time give my talents, give my money, because it's not really mine. I'm not giving anything away. I'm going, oh, sure, I'll give your stuff away. We've got to change our mindset to remember it's his. And what's amazing is he lets us use it. He trusts us With his grace. He trusts us with his mercy. He trusts us with his stuff. He trusts us with the time he's provided. Generosity is also about sharing the good news. This passage just over and over keeps pointing to that. Verses 11 through uh, 15 in particular. For you see joyful generosity will always point people to Jesus. Because in our culture, they're going to wonder, why are you doing this? And when you can just keep letting them know, well, because of what Jesus has done for me. Witnessing and sharing the good news doesn't need to be complicated. It can be as simple as, I was this, now I'm this. Like the blind man that Jesus healed and they said, tell us about you. He goes, I don't know anything about him. I just know that once I was blind, now I can see. Once I was lost, now I'm found. Once I was a jerk, now I'm not. Most of the time. Once I was stingy, now I'm generous. Once I was selfish, now I'm not. Once I was an addict, now I'm not. Once I was angry, now I'm joyful. Whatever it is. That when we are generous, generosity points people to Jesus. Because how you give, anything and everything, how you give reveals your heart. It reveals your character i love to watch some of the videos of the teens down there passing stuff out. And they were interviewing a few of them. And one of the, the young ladies they interviewed, her thing was, well, this is like Jesus, and we're just trying to do what Jesus did. I'm like, yes, she gets it. Our kids got tasked, instead of handing stuff out, they got to pick stuff up called trash as they helped clean up some roadways. Now, they could have very easily gone, well, that's not fair. They get to hand stuff out. We're out here picking up junk. But hopefully, it was both done with the same spirit because they were trying to provide a clean space for others. They were trying to clean up someone else's mess just like God has cleaned up yours. Generosity produces joy. And generosity, either if you're being generous or not being generous, it reveals your heart. And then the last thing is this. If you want to live a generous life, you need to keep repeating the process. Rinse and repeat. It's on every shampoo bottle. Partially because they just want you to use more, I think. But what a great concept for us to live generous. Oh, we've already given. Now let's do it again. I've already served. Let's do it again. By the way, do you realize that the word retirement is not in Scripture? I don't mean about retiring from making a living. I mean about retiring from serving. So don't ever in my presence say, I've done my time. This isn't prison. Well, I've given mine. Don't ever say that. First of all, it's not yours. And secondly, there's nowhere where we're called to stop doing it. In fact, our church has been blessed many times over from people who continue to give after their life ended. They put it in their will. How generous is that? Generosity, we need to just keep repeating the process because generosity is to be a lifestyle in us. It is to be who we are. It is to be part of our DNA that people would look at us, watch us, and go, I don't know much about him, but he sure is generous. Got a neighbor that's that way. We've conversed and done some stuff back and forth, and a couple times when we've been gone, saying, "Hey, would you?" And every time, not not once has he ever. And this is a busy guy with two teenage kids who are into all kinds of stuff. Every time it's been no problem. As I was preparing these messages the last two weeks, I thought of him and thought, "Man, he's a picture of generosity." need to know that I'm a picture of generosity. We all should be pictures of generosity. So let me ask a couple of the same questions I asked last week in closing. How generous are you living? How are others seeing Jesus in your generosity are they seeing in there and what will you begin to do differently this week so that you either continue or begin to live generously there are opportunities we just need to look and listen there are all kinds of ways that we can No matter what our status or our bank account is. Because we can be generous in so many ways. In so many areas. And our world is dying for some people to be generous in praise and kindness. Generous in listening and in prayer. Generous in grace and generous in forgiveness. As well as generous in service and in giving nothing stands out more in our divisive, selfish culture than generosity because it's always in joy. If you're being generous, you're being joyful because the scripture said, don't do it under compulsion, do it cheerfully. It takes some practice sometimes. What I have found is the more generous I am, toward God and others, the more generous he is to me. And I'm not talking about, you know, giving 10 bucks to get 20 back. I'm talking about generosity because I want to serve him. I want to reflect him and I want to see others come to know him. Not keeping track of it, but just doing it. Even with staying, He's still generous with us. So whatever stain you might have, God has been, is, and will continue to be generous to you. What are you going to do with it? Father, thank you for the joy of giving. For the joy of giving our lives to you. For the joy of showing others who you are by being generous in our praise, in our worship, in our service, in our encouragement, in our prayers, in our listening, and with our stuff and our money as well. Lord, may you continue to guide us and prompt us to be more and more generous to those around us so that they would see you and come to know you and then may we repeat the process Just like you've done for us over and over and over. Lord, I pray these things that they would be true and that they would be multiplied in our midst. In Jesus' name, amen.